When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. Before we get started, I wanted to let everybody know that on my YouTube channel, The Bump Podcast, I went ahead and released four or five new videos that were previously Patreon-exclusive videos, Uh, some of the older stuff, you know, from the last couple of months, a few months back. Uh, I did this because I want everyone to be able to see what kind of extra content they're going to get. Now, there's, there's this stuff, and there's a lot more. But I just wanted everybody to get a sneak peek, if you know, if you will, of what Patreon has. Now that's not including the the merch and everything else. But also, while I have you, I want to give a shout out and a thank you to Brian and Daniel, our latest two patrons. So check us out on Patreon. Like I said, there's extra content. Um, I'm going to throw some bonus episodes your way uh, as the you know as as I get them and. Uh, these videos, you know, a lot of them are going to be uncut, unedited. Um, I'll throw some little extra stuff in there here and there. But check it out, and thank you very much for the support. It's, it's greatly appreciated. Hey there, believers. i got another good episode for you today. I'm going to bring on Jason. Um, he's got several stories he wants to share with us, and he actually has his own podcast. He hasn't posted anything in a couple of months, which is a real shame because he's a good host. He's a great host. He even was nice enough to bring me on his show. His podcast is called Time Will Tell, and it's a genealogy and ancestry podcast. And he gave me the opportunity to come on and talk about the Hatfields and McCoys, um, the Hatfield side I'm directly related to. And I got to share a little bit about that. And then, we, of course, we got into a little bit of paranormal talk. But uh, just a second, I'll go ahead and bring him on the show. I have a little bit of downtime today um, for the next week, really, because I'm in quarantine again. At the time of recording this, um, my wife is COVID positive. She's actually self-isolated, and uh, I'm in the other end of the house in my office again, sleeping in my hammock for another week. Um, I tested this morning, and as of now, I'm still negative, so... But she just can't catch a break. You know, she, um, like I said, from the time this is being recorded, one week ago today, she had her surgery for a gallbladder and appendix. And again, I thank you guys for all the prayers and support. 
Um, when she come home from the hospital, she felt like her allergies were killing her, like she had a head cold. And then within four days, you know, she's she's got uh, COVID. So keep her in her thoughts and prayers. Hopefully by the time this airs, she'll be back on her feet and, you know, up and running again, doing her four and five miles a day. So thank you guys. And just hold on a second. I'll go ahead and bring Jason on. All right. Yeah, I'm Jason and I'm the host of the podcast Time Will Tell. And I haven't put an episode out in a while uh, because I've been traveling a lot of like driving different places and I didn't have my equipment and I didn't want to just rely on the phone quality and you know how that goes. You want to put out a better product and you just don't want it to be crappy. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I've been behind. I'm getting ready to start that back up because I did take a trip to Ohio to um, meet my family. And so I guess probably I should say that my podcast is about family history, genealogy, those kind of stories and how uh, DNA stories can change your life and how um, uh, people can find uh, adoption they're adopted or you know their biological families if they're adopted and different things like that so and but uh, for this podcast <laughs> I'm calling back stories of especially when I was a kid so I don't know how you want me where you want me to start at but or if you want me to start just off the bat or how you want me to do it well um whatever is easier for you you know if you want to go okay. chronologically or whatever that that okay. works for me but before you start, Jason, let me tell you. Yeah. On Ancestry DNA, I got mm-hmm. a hit. Um, I got an email that said that they just they found through DNA a second cousin of mine. Wow. That's pretty close. That's close. And I have never heard of this lady, and she had uh-huh. never heard of me. And I we're we're sending emails back and forth now, trying to connect the dots. Yeah. So that's, that's fun. That's, that's how it happens. So. Yeah. I was like second cousin. That has to be like really that's close. That's like an uncle's kid, you know? Yeah. So at most, I think it could be like your grand, great grandparents may have been siblings. I think okay. if I have that right. Well, see, you know this stuff better than I do. So, <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're digging into surnames right now. I don't, I'll, I'll keep you posted yeah. on it. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, man. Let's hear it. Okay, well, um, (laughs) I like to think of it like uh, as a weird thing. And I'll also mention something else about the DNA stuff as I go along through this. Um, But my mom says when I was a baby, just I don't even know, probably not even a year old, uh, that they, her and this guy were um, traveling or just not really traveling, but, you know, everywhere's traveling when you live in the country, you know, so it's like everything's far apart. So they're on the way to wherever they were going and they saw a very bright light in the sky and it was following them. And so that was kind of the beginning, I guess, of what I call paranormal type stuff in my life, you know, cause I was just a baby at the time. Uh, so, but she said it was just weird, you know, it was strange. They definitely knew that it was something. This was in the 70s, so it was like 76, probably. And um, so she said she knew it was just something weird. It's in the, I was born in the Ozarks, lived in the Ozarks for a while. And so this happened in the Ozarks, just out in the Ozarks and the country, you know, nowhere there's usually a light around like that in the sky. And then as I grew and I can remember just 
always hearing stories like my mom had had a sister who passed away when she was six. And um, I remember the story of my great or my grandpa. He was my step grandpa. He would say that one night she came in like and was playing with his toes. So, uh, and to me, I grew up thinking nothing about this story. Like, there's nothing weird about this. Right. You know, I'm thinking, you know, I just heard it so much. And then as I begin to listen to different podcasts, I'm like, you know, this isn't really a normal thing to hear. You know, you, you don't, it's not normal to hear that somebody who's passed came in and played with their toes, you know, but it was just something that had been told and, you know, over and over again, the story I'd heard. Um, and as I was telling you earlier, when, it was, when we were just talking, that um, I don't have a frame of reference, especially when I was little, for horror. I wasn't allowed to watch anything horror-related or scary or anything like that. So I didn't have a big reference for horror or just things that were scary in general. Uh, maybe the Scooby-Doo show was about as <laughs> scary as it got for me. And um, so... Uh, but there were many times at night I would lay in bed and be terrified. I would, um, I wasn't asleep. I had not been asleep yet. So I did, it's not something that I woke up and saw. It's not something that, you know, like I try to think about it as I was um, growing up. And like, and then when I started hearing about sleep paralysis and different things like this, I'm like, no, I, I'm not, I haven't been asleep during this time. I was wide awake. And I would see, I slept on a bunk bed. I was on the top. My sister was on the bottom. And um, so I would see like shadow. I now call them shadow people. I didn't know what to call them then. Uh, but listening to the podcast now, I, I think that I would call them shadow people. There was no definition to them, no face, no uh, features I could make out, but they were just black and they would be there. And one of them, and like I said, I had no reference for horror mm -hmm. and no, I mean, so these are different things I saw. Like I saw the neighbor, she, it looked like the net. I don't know how I knew it was the neighbor lady because like I said, there's no features, right. but in my mind as a kid, I'm thinking this is the neighbor lady. Mm -hmm. And she was like a 70 something year old woman. You know, she was a great, I mean, I, you know, I played at her house all the time, uh -huh. um, helped her feed the chickens and help, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I, I was over there a lot. But so I knew that in my mind, I guess that this was her and she had an axe, like just get like, and like I said, you can't see this, but it's, it's like a black figure. And, but I can't, I knew what it was like, it's uh -huh. just like, I knew what it was. And so, but every time it would happen, like if I would see a black shadow figure in the room, I would try to scream and I just couldn't. I'd try to scream for my mom and I, I couldn't get anything to come out. I couldn't scream or I'd be too afraid to. I'd just be like, if I scream and I'm going to get killed or something's going to happen to me or my sister. <laughs> and so I would just not say anything and I would be scared. And then finally, I would, you know, a lot of times I'd finally get up the nerve to to yell out to my mom and she would come check. And of course, you know, she wouldn't see anything. And so it's, it was just crazy. But um. That would be terrible. And then he, oh, yeah. Uh, especially, like I said, I had no reference for horror. I, you know, I had not watched anything horror related or anything right. like that. So, mm. so for me, it's just like I must have an either very vivid imagination, which I don't think was the case because I borrowed my sister's imaginary friend and <laughs> <laughs> even come up with my own. <laughs> so, so I don't think it was just my vivid imagination running away with me, but um, 
it was it was just strange and then um i don't remember maybe i was eight to ten years old or so i would be outside and the street that i lived on the city had put a a a load of gravel at the end because it was just a dirt road and they were going to put some gravel on it and i would go out there and sit on top of that gravel pile and play i'd throw rocks or i'd play you know and a lot of times i'd be by myself and there was nowhere around that thing to hide nowhere there was nowhere that anyone could have been close to me that i would not have seen them and as i was sitting there someone said my name jason and i was it it sounded like they were right beside me and i kind of looked around and i'm like who said my name you know and I, i i just freaked out and ran inside i ran inside the house and i don't even remember if i told my mom or not but it just freaked me out. And then there was another time still not probably, I don't know how long it was between the times that this happened, because as a kid, you're not really keeping track of that. But um, uh, I was at someone's house and I was playing with the dog outside. There were trees there around. So, I mean, there could have technically have been a place someone could have stood behind, but the trees weren't big trees. They, you know, I would have seen somebody if they were trying to hide there. And this was a man's voice. It wasn't a child's voice. It wasn't anything else, but it was a man's voice. And they said, again, my name, Jason. And I was like, this is just freaking me out. (laughs) And I don't remember even what the dog did. I was trying to think as, because, you know, a lot of times animals have that sense. And so I don't even remember what the dog had done. I was trying so bad to remember, like, what did, how did the dog react? How did the dog act? Because for me, I was just scared. (laughs) You know, just somebody said my name and I know there's nobody there. And so again, I take off back into the house, scared. And um, then it happened to me a third time. I was just walking across my yard. There was no trees around, nothing, nowhere for anyone to hide. And it was just right beside me again. Uh, Somebody said my name plainly as day is just a man's voice said jason Mm. and the weird thing about it and i went over to my neighbors like i told you she was a sweet old lady and she didn't uh, she had had one son that she adopted didn't have any grandkids so she was like everybody's grandma in the neighborhood you know she just she loved all the kids and um so i went over there and i think me and my sister both were there and she was telling the story because I told her about it. And, and she was telling me the story in the Bible. I think it was Samuel, you know, who heard his name called. And I was like, okay. So then, you know, and she, and I thought, well, maybe that's something like that, you know. But I, the only thing I had as a reference for anything ever happening like that was that story. Right. And then um, one day we were over there and someone called her name. Her name was Goldie. And I was and me, my sister, and her heard it, and we went outside because we thought maybe somebody knocked and then just took off or mm-hmm. something. And but we went all around the house. We went everywhere looking for someone that could. And I mean, the the road was a dead end street. So and she lived at the very end. So we would have had to have seen them trucking off down the road, you know, if they had been there. Yeah. Yeah. No. This man's voice. Did did it sound like the same voice every time? Yeah, for me, it did. I mean, it sounded like the same person. It and, was, but there was no like feeling in it. You know, there, it was almost like it was, there was no feeling in the voice. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. it, it was just like saying, Jason, you know, just playing like, yeah. like there was nothing behind it. No feeling, no anything, but just saying my name. Yeah. 
Oh, and then her name. That that's freaky as hell, man. Let's be honest with you. It is, especially when you're a kid. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it's, was she like your next door neighbor? Yeah, she was next. I mean, right next door. She taught me to plant a garden. I helped her with her chickens. I almost burned her house down. <laughs> well, it, uh, it sounds like there must be something or someone lingering around that property you know yeah it it felt like i mean maybe something like that yeah like i said it's the ozarks it's old old area oh yeah uh, the ozarks yeah. that takes me back to the episode number five i did in yeah one with, <laughs> with dennis and ashley yeah uh wow yeah ozarks pretty weird place i guess <laughs> yeah it can be for sure <laughs> yeah with with the shadow people and hearing the voices mm. did uh i know you mentioned to me before you know we picked up the recording again about people being on the ouija board now does all this stuff predate the ouija board experiences yeah that predates that okay do you know of anybody that dabbled in that kind of stuff on the property like did your parents or grandparents get into no no my no if if anybody had even found out that i touched one i probably would have been my butt would have been wolves yeah yeah <laughs> like that's a big no no you know like no <laughs> that, and, and nobody i knew would have had one in near the property wow well it sounds like it's definitely uh something going on you know it yeah it it was very strange and weird and like i said as a kid just terrifying especially when i had no reference you know like like i don't have, like how's my mind coming up with this is the way i think of it like how like how does my mind like because i've tried to think maybe my mind just made this up maybe i've you know and i'm but I, I didn't you know it really happened and i i tried to explain it to myself my whole life in different ways like how could this have happened what you know when the, was the wind and this and i'm like no but i heard it plainly you know you know so tom does that to people you know tom makes us feel like maybe we're not remembering it right yeah or yeah we try to excuse it away or maybe it was just a dream or maybe it was our yeah. imagination but it, it wasn't if it was real in that yeah. moment it's still real today. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then speaking of dreams, <laughs> that is the most terrifying thing that happened to me as a kid. I would have this recurring dream and it, it makes me feel weird just thinking about it even because I don't really even think about this dream or talk about it ever, hardly, yeah. hardly ever. And, um, but in this dream, there would be invisible beings i don't know if they were people i don't know what they were they were invisible i could not see them and they would drag me they would drag me by the feet or by the arm but they were dragging me and i never could remember in the dream where we went or what was happening um i just remember being dragged and it terrifying me oh it was the most terrifying dream ever is the most terrifying experience and it would bother me for a long time after i would have the dream you know just for days i'd be like even now it just amazes me how it makes me feel to, to talk about it but it, it was just i don't know it was 
and like I said, again, I have no frame of reference, nothing to to make me think of this, you know, nothing to to plant into my mind any kind of thing like from a horror movie or anything like that. So there's nothing there that was planted into my mind to 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 dream these things or to make them up or but it, it was terrifying. Was it a recurring dream? Did it happen often? Yeah, it was a recurring dream. It happened a lot when I was a kid. Um, okay. I think as I got older, and I, I quit having the dream. But it was definitely a recurring dream. And it would scare me to death because I would, um, like I said, I'd be, I'd be being dragged, you know, by some invisible creature. I didn't know what it was. And I don't know where they were taking me. I don't remember anything because at some point I would just wake up and I would, I wouldn't remember anything. You know, not to make it worse, but you know, I've, I've heard people <laughs> make connections with these kind of things uh, to UFO abduction experiences. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm afraid of when when I talk. When I even think about it, you know, because you know, with the with the UFO following your car when you were a kid, when you were a baby, and then mm -hmm. you're growing up here and your name being called, uh, seeing shadow people at night, and then you have yeah. these dreams quote unquote dreams of being dragged yeah. away uh i i, I hate to <laughs> but man a lot of that sounds like yeah it could all be connected believe me it's crossed my mind before it's definitely broke up a little that but it, it crosses your mind you can't help it like you said that's it's just uh a you know, especially when you hear about these things and listen to podcasts like your podcast or other people's podcasts, and I hear these stories from other people, and I'm like, but you know, for the longest time, I try to tell myself, oh, my story isn't that interesting. It's not that whatever. Nobody will want to hear about that. That's not anything bigger, you know. But then, when you know, sometimes when you sit and really think about it, you're like, and you try to put together all the pieces. Yeah. And but the th the weird thing is is that um, the, as I got older, it became less. You know, I didn't have those experiences as much. Right. Um, there is one memory, and I told my mom about this not long ago. I said, "Do you know of any place in the woods that was like a dome shaped house or building, <laughs> and there was like, you know, I said, and that had um, like vines growing on it." I said that may have you know, that we may have been known in the area, you know, somewhere. Yeah. She's like, that doesn't, you know, like, no, I don't know where that would be. She said, unless you were with your dad at the time, you know, and mm -hmm. he took you somewhere. I said, she said, but I don't know, because I have this vivid, vivid memory of a building in the woods that's just covered, you know, it's like a dome shaped building is covered with, you know, a lot of it is covered with these um, growing vines. Right. And I can remember going inside and there being nothing but maybe a table and a chair in there. Wow. And, and it just, I can remember the lighting. I can remember, you know, so much of the place and it seems like such a vivid memory, but then again, I'm like, is this a memory? Was this a dream? Was this, you know, I don't know. I don't, I can't recall it enough to know right. what it was. If, if it was something real, if it was something I dreamed or, or what, but it's stuck with me. And I don't know why that one place has stuck with me so much right. throughout my life. 
and of course it's dome shaped you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know like the top half of a ufo chase it. exactly <laughs> you know yeah uh, I'm sitting here, but I'm looking down, you know, I'm taking notes. <laughs> it's all lotted up together. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> this, this this all sounds really sketchy, you know? This, oh, uh, yeah. But for me, like I said, I didn't, for the longest time, didn't put any pieces together to think that these experiences may have even been together. And even till when I was talking to you today, I still didn't really put a lot of it together. Yeah. I, until we were talking just now, like, and you begin to say that, I'm like, whoa, wait, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to go down some of that route, you know, yeah. like. Yeah, I don't blame you. But because it's just, it's a freaky, freaky experience. Have you had any UFO experiences as an adult? Like, do you ever see them? Uh, do you see strange lights or? There was one thing that I can't explain. Um, I don't know. It was several over 10, 15 years ago, um, I was driving down the road. There were other people in the car with me and they all saw it too, but there was a very, a light in the sky that was very low and it had like, I don't know, it seemed like it was just hovering for a little bit and then it would move, it moved. And then it, it just, but it could have been anything. It could have been a helicopter of some sort. It just didn't seem natural to me you know, or to anyone in the car, yeah. you know, it, it looked weird. We thought it was out of the normal, you know, that's why we remembered it. That's why we talked about it because it just didn't seem normal. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. If you're looking for the ultimate gear in EDC or survival, go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and check them out. Um, I've had Chris on the show a couple of times. It's his business, it's veteran owned. Every component of every product is 100% made in America. Plus, you get packs uh, that have the coolest names ever. You know, like the Rock Ape or the Minahuni. Go check out SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Use promo code BUMP10 and save 10% off of any product site-wide. What color was it? I don't even remember. It was just a light. I can remember a light. and It seemed like maybe there were some other other smaller lights near it like around it may i can't remember honestly and i'm afraid to say because i don't want it to be not true you well, know? No, I, yeah i get that i get it <clears throat> yeah um hmm. i just remember a light a bright light yeah. for sure well let me ask another question that might sound kind of far off or grasping straws or trying to make something that's not there <laughs> do you have any like uh marks on your body you don't remember how you got like any scars or um you know i don't think i do i don't think I, well there's a weird place on my head you know that's like it it won't grow hair but like it's like yeah. this place here and it just it well it's like a big circle area right here it just won't grow hair huh. so that's the only thing that's weird on me that i can remember yeah but um uh then there was also another time this was when i was a teenager 
<clears throat> and we had just moved here to Alabama and we were looking for a place. And there was this, I mean, we we're just looking and looking. We spent a lot of time looking for a place to live. And because we were renting a house. And I think my parents had read about one in the paper and we were going to go look at it the next day. And that night I had a dream about a house. And in my dream, I was walking around the house on the outside. And as I came around the right side of the house, on the back side, on the corner, there was a head hanging. And still at this point, I still haven't watched a lot of scary stuff. I had watched maybe a few things, but nothing really poor related. Right. But there was a head hanging on the house and it was decaying and there's like ants all over it. It freaked me out big time. Yeah. It was disgusting. It freaked me out. It bothered me for weeks. Right. Because the next day we went to see the house. It was the house of my dreams. Oh hell. It oh, was that house. I was afraid you're going to say that. Uh, yeah. And I was like, no, I tried to tell him. I'm like, no, I dreamed about this house. And I told him the dream that I had and I'm like, no, I, I can't like this is too weird it was way too weird and i'm like this is the house that was in my dream because I, I at first i didn't even tell anybody about it because it just really bothered me and it was just so gruesome and gross right and but then when they when we went to the house and it was that house i was like i told them about the dream then yeah and then but the thing is someone else bought the house and then my grandmother and her sister ended up moving into it to take care of an elderly woman in that house, there was something in that house. Yeah. I know there was something in that house. It was, and my grandmother was a super Christian lady. She did not lie. She, did, I mean, she was like, like, you know, if there's nobody, if there's anybody that made it to heaven, it would have been her. You know, like, she's, <laughs> like I don't know anybody else that could have made it if she didn't. Right. And so, but she told me, and she told all of us, she told everybody, you know, that was there. She said, I felt one night something crawl up in bed with me. She said, but I just prayed. She said, I just laid there and prayed, you know, until it went away. But she said it crawled up into the bed with her. She could feel it. She said she felt the weight of it on the bed. She felt mm -hmm. everything. And it crawled in the bed with her. And she said that when she would go, a lot of times when she'd go to the bathroom or, you know, whatever, that the, the sink would turn on by itself and the water would come on. And like I said, for me, I'm like, my grandma's telling me this. It's the God's honest truth. Like, this That's is gospel, like, right? no, <laughs> this is the gospel because my grandma said it. And um, <clears throat> and so then me and my cousins, we were like, like, oh, yeah, we are going to stay the night over here. We want to see, you know, like, what are we going to see? You know, are we going to see a ghost? Is this going to happen? And because at that time, we were like really into trying to find ghosts, you know. Oh, yeah. And so and then so then. you're really looking for it maybe it's really going, you're going to find it you know and, or maybe your mind's going to take things and try to run away with it and make something bigger than it is but um i was staying there i had another cousin he was a few days older than me he was staying there and another cousin a year or two older he was staying there and then my grandma was in her room and my aunt and her daughter my other cousin were in her their my aunt's bedroom and then um, I had one cousin in the living room on the couch and me and my other cousin were in the den and we were on couches in there and we could all talk and hear each other. And so we were all just kind of talking back and forth. And then um, the bathroom door shut and the light came on. <laughs> and so my cousin, you know, my aunt's bedroom was right next to the bathroom. And then my one cousin that was in there with her mom, she said, 
my other cousin's name is James. She goes, James, you get out of there. Stop playing around. Mm. And then he's like, I'm in here. You know, he was right next to me, like in on the couch across the room from me. And then the other cousin, he was still in the living room. Grandma was in the bedroom and they, those two were in there. And to this day, I don't know. Like, I don't even remember, like, did anybody get up to check the bathroom? <laughs> did did anybody not. open the door? <laughs> like, did we just wait till morning? I don't remember. But, um, and then I remember being in the shower there one time, taking a shower. And the way it was, is there was, there was an apartment on the backside of the house, mm-hmm. but it was being renovated and there was nobody in it. There was nobody back there. And so... I was in the shower and I could hear voices on the other, like the other side of the wall talking, but there was no one there. There was nobody back there working. There was nobody at the house, but me and my grandma and my aunt at the time. And, you know, we were the only ones there, but there were definitely like, I couldn't make out what they were saying, but you could just tell there were voices talking. It freaked me out. And I got out of the back. I'm like, I'm done with the shower. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you at all now. So, yeah, but, but yeah, that's, but in between there is where I had the other experiences that I was telling you about. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. Was it, was it that about the time or was that after the, uh, no, that was after the Ouija board experience stuff. Yeah. That was after that, that was in a different state <laughs> because my stepdad was in the Navy and we were living in Florida when that happened. And I mean, you know, when we, um, when all the Ouija board stuff happened, but, um, so I'll kind of talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so my cousins, my cousins, they were into that kind of stuff and they had talked about it before and they had seen all the horror movies and they were just really into that horror stuff. And me, I still wasn't into that. And I didn't, you know, like I said, I wasn't allowed to watch it. There was a girl I went to school with. Her grandpa lived across the street from my house and she was big into like she wanted to be a witch she was like you know big into horror stuff she was a she was a weirdo i don't uh, she was just completely out there weird everybody at school i mean she just i mean she was the person at school everybody made fun of yeah and looking back you know people bullied her a lot and for being different for being um strange in a way but she talked to silverware i mean you know, she would talk to forks and yeah. and and different things like that so yeah i mean you know maybe she had a bit of a mental illness i don't know at that time we didn't you know people didn't think about those things they just made fun of people for being different and yeah. um i look back and i always think i wish you know maybe i'd been nice nicer to her but i mean i was probably one of the nicest people to her in class she'd come over to my house and play right and so um anyway she had the drawing of a Ouija board on her wall. She drew it herself on the wall at her house. And um, so, I mean, this is how much she's into it. And she was going to spend the night with my sister one night. And uh, I don't know, there was some horror movie that was going to be on and she wanted to watch it. But mom's like, no, I don't allow that in my house. The girl was crawling on her hands and knees down the hallway, looking at my mom, you know, like, uh-uh. <laughs> and my mom's like, you need to go back to bed. <laughs> you need to go back to bed you know like no she wanted to go in there and watch the, the movie and she's like no she's like i don't watch allow those in my house <sighs> okay well i don't know what happened ness and the neighbors we had like i don't know if it was a piece of cardboard what it was but we made like a, a little makeshift ouija board because they had all talked about it and i was interested i'm like yeah what you know 
what's the deal? You know, what's yeah. I didn't believe it. I'm like, no, this is just somebody who will move this. And I don't think it's like some little ball bearing type thing we used for the planchet. You right. know, it was like some little thing from a bike. I don't know. And so uh, it was, you know, they played around with it. And I, I was too scared to really touch it. But they done it at the house, you know, outside the house. And um, I don't know how long after that, but my mom... Uh, she was kind of freaking out a little bit one day. She's like, you know, I see this black figure standing, you know, it was like down because in our house we had like a living room and then there's the kitchen and then a step down from the kitchen, there was a den and kind of like den dining room area. And she says right down there, I always see it at, between the den and the dining or between the kitchen and the dining room area. And um, so I was like, okay, you know, it just freaked us out, and I didn't really see it, but then one time my stepdad was home, and they were in the bedroom talking, and they got really scared, and I was like, what is it? They called my grandma to, to pray. They're like, we need to have her pray, because I said, there was, we saw these black figures around the bed, and I'm like, no, mm. <laughs> like the light was on. They saw it with the light on, mm. and I'm like, no, nope. so they called grandma to pray, and uh, my mom was really upset about it and kind of freaking out about it. Yeah. But, um, uh, and I can remember just like the top, we had our refrigerator sitting there in the kitchen and we had like a basket on top that had bread in it. And somehow the bread ended up out of the basket and into the floor, like into the middle of the floor. The basket wasn't turned over or anything else, but the wow. bread was out of the basket and in the floor. Mm -mm. And I don't know. That house was just, it felt very haunted to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can remember. And then we had a crazy neighbor kid that was like threatening to kill us. He was nine years old. He tried to burn our house down. What? And yeah, he, he, he had, they had been run out of another town because he almost burnt a guy in his trailer. <laughs> and oh then God. he had like cut our screens in our house and stuck paper in there and and just lit the paper on fire and like for real tried to burn you guys out yeah for real tried to burn it oh and my gosh yeah he would threaten me he was outside with a meat cleaver chopping on a piece of wood and said hey jason this is what i'm going to do to you and then i'm gonna i'm gonna blank your sister i'm like well this is a nine-year-old kid yeah and uh yeah so I don't, there was just like a lot of weird stuff in the area around there. And I'm like, no, it's just, he's probably Florida man now, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, Florida man. I'm sure he's Florida man. It sounds like it. He was already yeah. Florida boy right there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, talk, getting back to that Ouija board, I, I know you guys, you said you all made it out of, you know, cardboard and spare parts or something. But you know, I'm yeah. sure you know it. It's all about your intention, and you know, not, not exactly manufacturer. Um, yeah, Parker Brothers when they put out their Ouija board, that's cardboard. Uh, yeah, and I've had a couple of weird Ouija board experiences too, but I didn't start seeing shadow people. And now there's no way in hell I'd bring one of my house around here because yeah, nope. <laughs> uh, no, because this is my house. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. Not, I'm not having that. Man. Yeah, so, it was it was definitely strange. In your adult life, are you are you still seeing these shadow figures or having any kind of 
anything happen or has things calmed down altogether for you? You know, I don't see shadow figures per se. Mm -hmm. I, um, sometimes you know just out of the corner of your eye see things and think well maybe it was just you know you just kind of blow it off like oh whatever and even this morning i was taking my daughter to work because she had to go to work at like almost like 4 45 she didn't even ride to work so i went to pick her up and uh it was so weird because i was thinking about this today and i was like you know i wasn't even thinking about it at the time but i was driving and then i I, it looked like somebody ran toward the road I'm like, but, and in my mind, I could see, you know, the person looked like they had like a hospital gown on. Oh my God. And it looked like a a lady with long kind of white hair. And, but as I got up closer, I'm like, you know, this is so weird because the place where I saw it happen was right by the nursing home. (laughs) It was, it was like, but there was nobody out there. You know, there was nobody outside. Of course it was dark and there was nobody there. And that's where I seen it. And I thought, well, maybe it was just something I, you know, you just kind of blow it off. Like, yeah, just my eyes playing tricks on me. It's early in the morning and just just something weird. Yeah, just a ghost. That's all. Just just a ghost of an old lady in a nursing home. That's all. <laughs> yeah. But I do see sometimes things out of the corner of my eye that are unexplainable, I guess you'd say. Like it looks like somebody's standing there. And um and then there's also um uh I don't know, it's hard to explain, like a sense maybe. Yeah. Um like a feeling you know just a weird feeling like you know something is not right like there's something maybe around you know like that doesn't belong there and it's just hard to explain um but I don't have that often I don't have you know it's it was less as I got older and um I don't know I think just maybe when I got older things began to be explained by the church that I went to like oh, that's just demons or that's the devil and just need to pray if you feel something like that or see anything, just pray. And yeah. so it's like, um, you know, so you, I guess you begin to think of it more in a spiritual warfare type of sense yep. and maybe less, well, I mean, it's still paranormal because it's not normal, but you, you don't think of it sometimes in those those terms, I guess, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's... It's definitely strange. My sister, she's she's the same. She'll see things every once in a while. Um, when my oldest nephew uh, was little, they lived in this house, and she said that she saw an old woman. She said, I've seen her many times in that house. She said, I'd see her reflection in the TV. I'd seen her in the house. She said, my little boy's seen her. And, like, they'd see an old woman in that house. <laughs> you know, she would never speak to them or anything like that, but they would just see her there. Yeah. And she said it was almost like she was watching over them, kind of. And see, that's the thing. That's the kind of stuff I'm trying to figure out. And I, I ask a lot of people when they come on here to talk to me, you know, why does it seem like some people are still here? You know, mm-hmm. is there, you know, I believe in my heart, you know, like you said, spiritual warfare and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's angels and demons fighting among us all the time. Oh, yeah. I, for I sure. really do. But then you see grandmas, you know. Yeah or or little kids and now uh, are those truly them are those Mm -hmm. uh, are they allowed to come visit are they still going on in a a dimension we just don't get to see very often 
or are those yeah. demons trying to play tricks on us? You know, like I got yeah. so many questions and that's me. I've got questions about it too, because like you said, sometimes you see grandmas and little kids or whatever. And the thing that always qu I question in my mind too, is that everybody sees ghosts. They always look like they're from the 19, like early 1900s. Yeah. Like how come we don't see ghosts in like leg warmers and eighties attire, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't see those. It's like always like the early 1900s. Yeah. It's like, everybody's it's like, like maybe that's, yeah what happened at that time that made people stay you know maybe is it something that happened during that time period that was just people can't pass over or people you know i don't know there's i question these things sometimes yeah. i mean and now that i'm going to be working a uh, graveyard shift i'm sh i'm going to be doing a lot of listening to podcasts and i'll be questioning a lot more <laughs> <laughs> good deal man well, yeah, I, I didn't know you were sitting on all these stories. You know, we we've kept in touch for a while now. Yeah. Since you let me come on your show. Yeah. And uh, I had no clue you had. I, whatever experiences you want to lump into. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, for me, I don't like thinking about the stories. I'm like, oh, nobody will be interested in that. It's just a little this and that and, or whatever. And so you think, oh, nobody will be interested in that. And, you know, maybe somebody will be, maybe somebody will, maybe somebody else has experienced it. Yeah. These, story, these stories make for some of the best stories because they're so relatable. Yeah. You know, like the students I have anytime, and it happens frequently because, you know, they're nosy kids. They like to know about my show and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Or I just can't keep my mouth shut and I'll bring it up myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or they'll, they'll see a, uh, a decal on my coffee mug or something yeah but every it's like every kid in there has a story mm -hmm. that they saw something or mom and dad saw something or grandma talked yeah. about this thing that came in the backyard and everybody's got a story so yep. as you might not feel like they are that big of a deal but you talking about it will help somebody else talk about it you know yeah um and then we can and like I said, in. and like I said too, there was another thing I wanted to mention about the DNA stuff because, mm -hmm. and I think I've told you about this before. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I found out later in life that the man I thought was my dad wasn't my dad, and so when through DNA, ancestry DNA, I found that out. And so when I found out who my dad was, and um, I searched for him on Facebook. You know, I've always had this interest in the paranormal things like aliens, Bigfoot. You know, I've always had that interest. And so when I found my biological dad on Facebook, his profile picture was aliens. Nice. <laughs> and he makes these little wooden things that are that look like Bigfoot. He really? makes them and, and, and sells them and stuff. So, yeah, so I'm like this is too weird but there you, you go. know that that this is like i've never met this man in my life and we share these same interests yeah of the paranormal and things like this and the, the funny thing being and now that you said all this stuff about, about aliens and abductions <laughs> like i'm like and his picture was aliens <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe he knows something maybe there's a connection <laughs> yeah yeah you never know but um, it's it's been so fun having you on here, man. It's good catching up with you. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. And like I said, maybe somebody will, uh, you know, maybe they'll 
understand these stories maybe they'll have something to say about them because like i said for me until you even started kind of drawing lines together there it didn't really click with me that they could be related yeah and but so that's something i'll probably be thinking about i'm sure (laughs) well i'll think about that a lot more i hope it doesn't freak you out but you know if you ever get into regression therapy just holler at me oh my gosh (laughs) yeah like that scares me there (laughs) me too man (laughs) but uh yeah if uh you get your show back on the road you know Uh, soon i'm gonna be getting it done i'll be watching for it i i love tom will tell uh, that's that was awesome. my go-to show man and then <laughs> you're making me go with yeah. that but you've been all I know, over the i've got to get back at it yeah i'm getting back at it i've i recorded some uh things of when i was there in ohio visiting my family uh ways i was feeling about that and so i'm trying to make that into a show now i'm also trying to find more guests who have um stories about uh genealogy uh, interesting characters in their genealogy or DNA stories or um, another avenue I'm thinking of going down is um, genealogy, you know, like and people seeing their relatives, their dead relatives, or, you know, kind of like a paranormal grasp on the, on that same thing too. Yeah. So if people got those kind of stories, hit me up, find me, well, talk to they- me. How can they find you? How, where, where, if people want to get uh, on your show, how can they get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me on any of the social media at Time Will Tell PC. So that's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Time Will Tell PC. And they can also email me at jasonhall7594 at gmail.com. And they can also go to the website and do the contact me there, which is www.timewilltellpc.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, Please stay in touch with me. Holler at me when this is over with. Oh, I will. All right, that's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you just have to have more content, you can go to patreon.com slash the bump podcast and subscribe and be a patron. Uh, Got more and more content on there every week. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, to catch up on past episodes, go to thebumppodcast.com, click the episode tab, and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on. Share your story with us. Go to thebumppodcast.com, click the holler at me button, and holler at me. Send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com, and uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right, again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time. Don't stop believing.